Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast. We're really excited. We are doing a new series here on the podcast called It Changed My Life, where we are talking to people about passages that changed their life. And I know what you're thinking, Hunter, that sounds very familiar. We're doing this on Sundays. And I would say to that, yes, we are doing this on Sundays, but you are only hearing from particular people on Sundays, and we wanted as many people as possible to share. And so today I have Nikki Hernandez with me, who is sharing a little bit about how Psalm 126 helped her in some of the darkest parts of her life. This is an incredible episode. Nikki shares with such vulnerability and depth and grace. I promise if you listen, you will be blessed. So give it a listen, enjoy, and we will see you next week and every single week after that. Hello, welcome to another episode, Coastline Covenant Podcast. It's We've been on a break. Were Ross and Rachel on a break, Nikki? Yes, they were. They were on a break. I, I completely agree. I have agree. a strong thought about that, yes. What's your friend's take? Just like 30 seconds, really quick. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, Thank you. I enjoyed Friends when it was on. Like I was at Biola during kind of its heyday, kind mm-hmm. of the beginning, and we used to all gather Thursday nights down... I was in Horton before, if people are familiar with Biola, they know there's a new Horton Hall, yes, yes. but I was in it when it was like just old school. It was nasty. Old and there Horton. Was, and so there, half of it was girls, half of it was guys. And there was a middle area and everybody would come into the middle and we would watch Friends every week. So the Ross Rachel drama was like- So real. Oh, it was a thing and it was a blast and it was fun. So I love Friends for that, you know, the camaraderie of it. We watched Friends. That was the first show Megan and I watched when we got married. We okay. started it on our honeymoon. I brought my iPad. I'm like, let's just watch Friends. And we got super into it. And when it was over, you know, I wasn't too upset, but I find myself being really drawn to go back and rewatch it all the time. Oh, like really? if there's a 30 minute lull in my day or like I needed fold laundry. That's your go-to show. It's my go-to show. Yeah. And I always go to my phone and I say, yeah. Siri, pick a number between one and 10. And then that's the season. And then one yeah. and however many episodes in that season to find a random one. Yeah. It's usually pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, they were on a break. You heard it here first from Nikki Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. They were on a break. Also, I don't love Ross and Rachel, but I love Monica and Chandler. I, that's my favorite couple in that show. I can see you identifying a lot with Monica. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to surprise really many people to hear that you really like Monica. Because you're certainly not Rachel. No. And you're but definitely not think, Phoebe. No. <laughs> no. If there's the three. <laughs> Out of the, the three, that's she's the best option. If it's yeah. a trinary, not yeah. a binary, but a trinary, I'd yeah. say you hundred okay. percent fit within yeah. Monica. And if you agree, you know, let Nikki know, email her with a, <laughs> a good, with a subject line. This is not line, that important to me. Monica, we do not need to, to debate then, this. And then say what your favorite Monica storyline yeah. is. Yeah. Mine is, oh, I don't know, whatever. Friends is like a million episodes yeah. and it's all three episode arcs. So like something that happens in this one episode, if you watch through four, it's just done. So yeah. we're not talking yeah. about that person anymore. But what we are talking about is our new sermon series. It changed my life. Sean kicked us off this past Sunday. We have Garrick this week. And we thought what would be really fun is to pepper in between the Sundays, people who you know and you love and you care about and their passages that changed their life that you wouldn't normally get to hear from. So I'm sitting here obviously with Monica herself, Nikki Hernandez. (laughs) And Nikki, we are in this series and I'm really excited to ask you this question. And you and I talked a little bit yesterday kind of went back and forth on how you want to answer it. But I have another question before we hear the passage and the, yeah. the verse to change your life. Are you the type of person where things come into your life and your life changes? Or are you the kind of person who has like your pillars and you're like, oh no, that's those experiences, those things, you know, that that's who I am. And, and I'll give you an example. Sean is the type of person who says very frequently, oh, that'll change your life. And I think mm. Sean 
his personality, his disposition is very open to part of his life or big parts of his life changing based on things. And I'm, I'm the exact same way. So I'm wondering, do you resonate with that type of character or are you like, no, I'm fixed and that's who I am. And a passage comes and changed my life. It has to be a big thing. Or is it like, no, I'm always constantly changing and, you know, going with the flow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I am in a state of constant change. Yes. Um, you know, and I can think, although I do have like really big markers that have changed me, but then there's always little things along the way too. So it, it, I do think a lot of the little things though, especially when it comes to scripture is Mm -hmm. a lot of times I find it interesting how maybe I've had some kind of experience in the world and then all of a sudden I read a scripture and it's just like, oh my gosh, that that explains the experience mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. And so sometimes scripture changes me just because it it connects the dots for me, yes. not because it sends me on a new trajectory right. always. So has your relationship with scripture changed over the years? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I would say, hmm, I don't know if this would be controversial to say this or not, but to me, scripture is the catalyst for the relationship. So scripture is not a means to an end for me. It's like when I, well, it's interesting. Sean, even in his sermon this weekend was talking about scripture and kind of prayer and scripture dancing together kind of. And that is exactly how I experience it where I'll, I'll start reading scripture and then I'll pray for a while or I'll journal and then come back to the scripture. And it's this constant movement where to me, I, I read something and it becomes the thing that sends me into Jesus arms, into relationship with him. So yeah, that, whereas before I think I just read scripture, you know, I had almost this like uh, way that you were supposed to do it academically. Right. Right. And it, I don't do that anymore at all. I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that's probably where a lot of people are at. And I think that in our church experience, it's really important to, and again, I don't want to be controversial, but to like demystify the scriptural experience of like, if you read it this particular way with this acronym or this type of day or this many times, you're going to get the secret meaning of it out. Whereas like if you use scripture, not as a means to an end, but as an end into itself to enhance your life, to enhance your prayer life and the way that you interact with others, like I think you're actually using the Bible in the right way. And that's hard because we don't talk about it so much like that. That's you know? true. We don't. Yeah, we but don't. I hope this series gets people to see like the power of verses and the power of scripture. And when you let yeah. scripture read you rather mm-hmm. than you read mm-hmm. scripture, because yeah. I think every you know podcast and every sermon you hear, it's going to be about a passage in the way that it influenced our lives. Yeah. Not so much in the way that I read this passage. I became an expert in it. And because I became an expert in it, my life changed. Right. So with that being right. said, Nikki, yeah. what is the passage or passages that changed your life. Yeah. So people who know me won't be surprised to hear this, but um, one, there's a few scriptures that I could go to, but I would say the most recent one is Psalm 126. Um, and the main reason is this is the the Psalm that carried me through my cancer journey um, and not only carried me, but ended up carrying my daughter through it. And so um yeah, and it it is kind of like you were saying. It it wasn't um I don't know. I don't know that it like changed the trajectory for me, but it it helped inform that season that I was in and carried me through. So So why don't you read it and tell okay. us tell us okay, about here you go. the so, specifics of that because yeah. I I think that's a very interesting take and so I'm really excited to hear the passage and how it helped. Yeah, okay. So Psalm 126 says this. 
When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. I think initially my my first response is like, this is one of those Psalms or one of those verses where it feels very poetic and very contemporary. You know, as oh, you're reading, yeah. I was like, is this the message? Yeah. Like, are you reading? Like, no, I, this, this is NIV. Yeah, it's yeah. NIV. And I pulled it up on my phone. And so, yeah, the, immediately I think, mm-hmm. listener, what comes to my mind and my heart is like, this is a, a you know, a song of ascent. So you're, you're going up. Yes. And so it's a very positive yes. kind of um, exciting experience. Nikki, what, what initially drew you to this psalm? Well, I mean, I think no one's going to be shocked to hear I was in a pretty dark place when I came to this psalm. And so um, for me, this became kind of just a little like pin to to wrap hope around, you know, because it, it was it was just it was a brutal, brutal season. And I I really in that season struggled to have any sense of God. And it's interesting because when you're in something like that, people often make comments to you like, well, isn't it great because these seasons drive us to the Lord and the Lord is never as present as he is in dark seasons. And yet for me, I had the exact opposite experience. And so I felt very um, just hopeless in that season. And then I just came to this psalm and it was just this, um, you know, like I think I'd lost my dreams, you know, Mm. and then you read this line where we were like those who dreamed. Um, and I definitely was in that place of those who sow with tears and I so badly wanted to reap with songs of joy. And so it, it was kind of this like Psalm that identified where I was, but also identified where I could eventually be. How did this first come to you? Was this like in a quiet time? Did someone pray this over you? You know, how did this verse get into your life in this season? Um, I mean, okay, <laughs> this gets really personal, but um, I mean, if you don't want to share, you don't have and to. No, it's okay. I just don't want people to think it's like super uncomfortable. But like when I um, so the first week of December of this year when I was diagnosed. Um, not this year. Right. Ten years. This was 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, yeah. this is not I, how. I was struggling because my um, I was on a prayer retreat with a bunch of student mm-hmm. ministry staff. And while I was on the treat, my retreat, my ex-husband had his first child with his new wife. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a really dark place that week. And so I think it was Garrick who was like, you should read us some Psalms. And he threw me a couple of Psalms. And so then I just like in this dark place started flipping through all of the Psalms. And, and so that started me on this journey of recognizing that Psalms could be a place that you can sit in, in really dark places of pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, five days later I find a tumor. Right. Jeez. And, and so it was like the week just got, went from like bad to worse. Um, and then less than a week after that I was diagnosed. And now we find out that this tumor is stage three cancer. Like it was not a small tumor. I could feel the tumor. Um, mm. and so 
you know, then a month later I am starting chemo and I'm infertile. And so it just like the, the quickness of everything and like the, literally the direction of my life shifted within a month. And, um, and so I just then started to recognize the Psalms as a place to go to in pain Um, and so what I would do is I would just like flip through until I found one that I resonated with, honestly. Um, and then I, you know, I, it wasn't long into the journey. I think it was in February when I came. Um, and so that was December. I was diagnosed January, I started chemo. And I think February, um, I was feeling terrible and that's when I was just desperate and I came to this Mm -hmm. Psalm and then. I just kept reading it and reading it and it became this thing where then when Alicia was sad, cause Alicia was 10 years old at the time, um, I would bring her in my bed and we would just sit and read the Psalm and talk wow. about it. And so like she would resonate with the Psalm just as much as I did. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing all that. That's all. Yeah, I, I sorry. Mean, I don't know if that no, was it's fine. TMI, but no, 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 no. I think it, it just helps. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing your story, a story that I, I've known, but it, I think it's so important for me and people like me to hear this again as we read this psalm because you you look at it and there is really this transition that happens and that's kind of what you were talking about. You know, your yeah. whole life changes in a month and you read, our mouths were filled with laughter. The Lord has done great things. And then verse four, restore our fortunes. Like get yes. me back there. Yes. And so you would say that this psalm, not only does it give you permission to want to go back, but it also mm-hmm. gives you permission to give whatever is coming ahead to the Lord. Yeah. And in yeah. that season, that sounds like something you really needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I think there's something interesting. And we actually talked about this with the women at community group last week. Um, hey, shout out women's community group. Last one's tonight. Make sure you go. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> OK, so we talked about hope. And I think that there's something interesting about hope when we talk about it in that we talk a lot about eternity. Right. When we think about hope, we think, oh, I I have hope in the fact that I'll have eternal life. And yet when you are in a, as dark of a place as I was in, um, that's a, a tough hope to cling to because it isn't a hope that shapes today. Right. And so it, it makes it really hard because in some ways, if you're only living for a time when life is pain-free, um, what actually carries me through today? I need some hope here on earth, not just hope for, you know, um, whenever I end up Mm -hmm. in eternal life. Right. And so, um, I think that what this Psalm did for me was help start to reshape my expectations on this planet, um, and what my hope is in. And the fact I started to see that I actually, there really is hope for today as well. Wow. And it's not a hope in my circumstances, obviously, because when I would read a Psalm like this, there's zero promise that any of this goodness happens here on earth as far as life going the way I want it to. Right. And so I had to start to relook at, well, what does it mean for, what would it look like for me to return with songs of joy um, if cancer doesn't go the way I want it to? Mm -hmm. And so I had to really wrestle with what is hope for today. And, and that became um, this season turned into a season where I was reshaping my relationship with God. Hope became the daily walk with him and, and him asking the, the whole season of cancer. I would kind of sum up with saying that he was asking me the question, do you love me for me or do you love me for what I give you? Yeah. And I've heard you bring that up before. Yeah. 
So what does hope look like for you now? Hope looks for me now like finding all the ways, the little ways that he is there. Mm -hmm. It's that daily relationship with him. It's like when I think of heaven, I, I, I read Revelation 21 and the part that I, I sink into is when it says we will, we will dwell with, he will dwell with us, mm -hmm. that he will be walking in heaven with us. That's what I'm excited about for eternity. And the fact is, is that he is walking with us now, right? We have the spirit in us. Mm -hmm. Our relationship with him is here on earth too. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm only thinking, how do I just, you know, grit my teeth and bear it here on earth until I can get there, it, it doesn't carry the hope here. But when I yeah. think, gosh, that relationship is here today. And so no matter what's happening, I can see evidence of him walking with me, working in me, using me here on earth. That's the stuff that I cling to now. So it, it changes your perspective on things. Like I think of, um, I just think of even like a, a, a tough birthday where ever since I had cancer, I was diagnosed at 36. I'm 46 now. Um, Birthdays have you don't been... look a day over 45. <laughs> what a compliment. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just, birthdays are so different, right? Because yeah. there's such a celebration for me. And you know that, like I, yeah. I don't, um, I don't dread the next birthday. I actually just am sometimes in like shock that I got to, mm. to be there for it. And other milestones too. Like, again, I don't mean to bring up the past, but like Alicia's graduation was a really big one of like, yes, the, these things that I think some parents and not to shame parents, like might dread of like, Oh, I have to go sit through another graduation or like this, that, or the other thing. Like I remember yeah. when Alicia was graduating, I mean, it was like the height of COVID and it was a very it was weird crazy. time, really yeah. weird time. But like, I remember that was a huge deal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because, um, that was one of my prayers through cancer was God, I, I asked him to let, like, let me see two main things. I wanted to see her turn 18 and she was 10 at the time and I wanted to see her graduate. And then the third one is the dream is like, if I ever get to see her have kids, you will see me oh, in a Nikki. puddle on a, on the floor. Oh, like Nikki, I, I'm so tearing sweet. up just thinking oh, about man, it. I'm like, tearing up looking at you just, tear up. You man. know, like just to think that like there was a day when I thought I might not even get to see her turn 18 or graduate and we're past it now and wow. she's 20. And, you know, so if I get to see that day, I'll, I mean, yeah, wow, I'll that's be really special, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you're sharing all this with us. Um, okay. So last question is what is your relationship like with this Psalm now? Like if you're reading your Bible and Psalm 126, like you're, like you said before, you're like looking for something to resonate with Yeah. and this comes yeah. up, do you go back and you're like, Oh man, this was a hard season. Or do you read like verses four through six and you're like, Oh no, this has happened to me. Or are you still waiting for that hope? Or is this something you just skip over? Yeah. Like what is your relationship like with Psalm 126 now? Oh, I definitely think that I'm, I am, I think he's restored my fortunes, mm. you know? And so I live in more of a place. I just, again, he, during that season, he, he completely flipped expectation. I, so I had been divorced several years earlier and there's nothing I wanted more than to get remarried and have kids. Right. And then I got diagnosed with cancer and I, I felt that all just get ripped away from me. And so again, you're, you're going through like, well, what do I have to look forward to here on earth? Like every expectation or dream that I had was taken. Um, and yet I, he did something deep inside that's very hard to articulate, but I just know that I don't, I don't look at life through a deficit anymore. 
So everything now is a gift. And that there you go, man. That was the switch, right? And so Yes. And not to cut you off, but I like what you said that you don't look at life as a deficit now. And that's not God restoring your fortune because restoring your fortune would be giving you everything you wanted pre-cancer, but it changed you so much that restoring your fortune now, it looks like you having a brand new outlook on life yes, an outlook you wouldn't have had you not gone through this experience. Right. And I think, you know, that's, that's pretty tough. That's a tough part of life that we do often have to go through really difficult times in order to become the people that we need to be. But like, you're sitting here and saying that, like, I like how I see life now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do like, I just feel like every little thing now is a blessing versus me looking at it through another, right. another lens. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of blessings, man, this is a blessing of a conversation. Nikki, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. And thank you for getting into Thanks it. For asking. I do see that you have another verse printed out. I do. Um, and I, okay. I can share this very quick story. Um, this is one way that while I, you know, I alluded to the fact that I felt in, like God wasn't present at all during that season. Now that I'm past it, one of the things that is a blessing for me is to see the ways that he was there mm-hmm. that I couldn't see in the moment. And so I had printed this verse. Um, one of my best friends from college, uh, the day before I was starting chemo, um, had texted me 1 Peter 5.10. And first Peter five ten, and she didn't. She just said God laid this on my heart, mm-hmm. and she just sent me this. And did she verse. have any idea what was going on? None, Crazy. none. I hadn't talked to her. And it says, "And the God of all grace, who called you to His eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will Himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast." And I texted her back, and I was like, "How did you know, <laughs> girl? <laughs> like, are I you said, my doctor?" No, I think I said, "Who told you?" Yeah. So she called me immediately. Oh, I was yeah. like, "What's going on?" And I told her and she she had no idea. And so just the fact that God used her to let me know that he saw me without, she couldn't have crafted this on her mm-hmm. own because she didn't know, no. right? So it's just, he laid this verse on her heart to encourage me in a moment that was really dark. It That's the stuff that becomes the blessings, right? Is just to know like, oh my goodness, the God of the universe actually cared enough that he gave someone else a verse to share with me in a really dark moment. And think about the commonality between both of those. Yeah. Restore, you know, right. like right. there's, there's really something like supernatural happening with those passages. So yeah. Nikki, thank you for sharing. Um, this yeah. is, this is a huge, huge blessing. Um, I think your story is going to really, really help a lot of people. And man, this, this passage really did change your life. It did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, thank you uh, for listening, everybody. A little shorter episode because we just want to keep we just want to keep the meat on the bones here. But um, yeah, listen to this episode. Get excited for all the other people sharing and make sure you check out Friends on HBO Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>